You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, gorgeous. Do I sound like Barbara Streisand? Probably not. But Muse, what I do sound like is someone who has been singing at the top of her lungs. You might not know this about me, but Barbara Streisand makes me feel all verklempt. I just go butter gaga for her. I love her voice. I love everything that she's done in her career, what she stands for with her nose saying, hey, this is me, take me or leave me. And her fingernails, I mean, they're so long and glorious. And she just takes the stage and she owns who she is, flaws and fabulous and all. And one of my all-time favorite movies is Funny Girl. And I recently watched it with my girls. My daughter Una loves the fashion. And Edda just loves how feisty Fanny Bryce is, her character. And one of my all-time favorite songs in the world is Don't Rain on My Parade. And so I don't sound like Barbara Streisand right now. My voice sounds really scratchy because I've been (laughs) singing Don't Rain on My Parade at the top of my lungs, sitting in my bedroom, just owning those words and making them my manifesto telling my brain to back off. And yes, dear muse, that's why this episode is titled Rebel Your Brain. And guess what? In my thought work, I've been rebelling my brain, befriending my brain, telling my brain who is boss, taking back my power from my brain. And when I say I, I mean my consciousness, my soul, my my other part that's my spirit. It's not my heart, my mind, my body. This is the spirit part. The part of me that is aligning with God, divine beloved, source, the universe, the one, the creator. This is where my belief and alignment is because I believe that we are all created and believe and put here to express what God wants to express. Even saying that out loud and sharing that here feels vulnerable. How often do we talk about our spiritual beliefs? And even the brain is telling me, don't do it. They're going to judge you. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're woo-woo. All of the judgment that perhaps society you might place on me, but even deeper the judgment I put on myself because I am holding myself to that internalized standard. Is this resonating for you? Are you finding that your brain should be on your team, but sometimes it's just not? And that's why I love this song, Don't Rain on Your Parade, so much. Because it's saying, hey, I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Here we go. Don't 
Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud, don't rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly, I've simply got to. If something takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I'll march my band down. I didn't fake it, hat, sir. I guess I didn't make it, but whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection, a freckle on the nose of life's complexion, the cinder or the shiny apple of its eye. I gotta fly once, I gotta try once, only can die once, right, sir? Ooh, life is juicy, juicy, and you'll see. Have my fight, sir. Are you ready for me, love? Cause I'm a comer. I simply gotta march. My heart's a drummer. Don't bring around a cloud of rain on my parade. Oh, I love those lyrics. Can we just take a moment to break those lyrics down? Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. How often do our brains, when we want to do something that exhilarates us, that's fun, that excites us, that is definitely outside of our comfort zone, it says, oh no, don't do that. Just sit down, take a step back, put around and do all that busy work that you're used to doing. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Oh, you just want to go out and enjoy the sweetness of life. Like you want to follow your bliss. You want to, like, get into all that's buttery and good. That's the joy. That's the full pleasure of life that you want to go out and find. And your brain's like, nah, nah, girl. Sit down. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Ooh, doesn't that sound like our brain? Oh, if you go out there and you start looking for pleasure, it's going to take you down an even worse road. You could get addicted. And then what? Once you're addicted, you'll always want it. And then what? You'll become irresponsible. And then what? You will become homeless and then die. How many times does your brain say that? And it creates a cloud. feels like guilt. Oh, maybe I shouldn't want fun and play and enjoyment and pleasure. And then the rain clouds start opening up. Oh, I'm starting to think of that character from Encanto. Remember on her wedding day? No clouds allowed in the sky. That's totally what happens. But those clouds are those automatic negative thoughts that start coming in. And are they true? To a point. But are they 100% true? Nah. And they make us start doubting ourselves. Hey, brain, if someone takes a spill, it's me and not you, right? Like, hello, brain. Who's showing up out there? People aren't saying, hey, wow, yay, bravo to Allison's brain. Bravo to Kathleen's brain. Bravo to Stephanie's brain. No, they're just saying bravo, Stephanie. Or if like Kathleen makes a mistake, oh, Kathleen. Or if Steph, whose names did I just already mention? But you're, you get the point, right? Like they're not praising or battering your brain. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you, brain. So, Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? 
I'm going to march my band out. I'll beat my drum. And if I'm fanned out, your turn at bat, sir. Hey, what does that mean? Hey, brain, if I get too tired, if I need help to figure out a problem, I know you got my back. We're on the same team. But whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection, not going to happen, doesn't exist, or life's complexion, or a freckle on the nose of life's complexion. That sounds about right. Sometimes I'm even a zit on the nose of life's complexion. Actually, I don't get zits on my nose. I usually get them like in the center of my cheek or the middle of my forehead. The cinder or the shiny apple of its eye. I got to fly once. I got to try once. Hey, brain, let's just give this a try. Why does the brain tell us not to do things? Usually because our brain just wants to stick to what it already knows. It wants to stick to what is easy. It wants to stick to what is certain. Does your brain actually go out and run 15 kilometers? I don't know why I came over 15 kilometers, but it's because does your brain even go out to run for 15 minutes? No, your brain doesn't have legs. Your brain doesn't have lungs. Your brain helps you to do that running, but does it actually do it? No, your will, your drive, your spirit gets you out there. Trying once. Hey, brain. Do you think your brain wanted to learn how to walk? Probably not. Your brain resisted every time when you were a baby and dropped you to the ground, challenged your balance. It was saying, hey, no, you don't got this. We shouldn't try this. No, 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 no. Dear brain, I got to fly once. I got to try once. Maybe you're creating something and the brain's like this. No one's ever done this before. Yeah, even your version has never been done before. Maybe it has been done before, but you've never done it before. We haven't done it before. We shouldn't do it. No. Like what, what, what would it look like? What would happen if it doesn't work? Hey, brain, you know what? You're really good at regulating my body, making sure I'm still breathing. Just work on that, right? Tell them that brain, I got to have my bite, sir. Because what? I'm a gummer. I simply got to march because my heart's a drummer. That drive is coming from our heart, not our brain. Brain is always saying no, but heart's like saying go because heart's saying, oh, I'm so angry at that. Or heart's saying, oh, that is so beautiful. Or heart is saying, oh my gosh, that is so sad. Heart is telling us we want a drum. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. This is me rebelling against my brain. Telling my brain, hey, yo, I know you know what you know, (laughs) but I also know what I know in my heart, in my soul. And that's what we got to move on. So rebelling against your brain is about taking back control. How many of us have given full authority to our brains, to our minds? Picture this. You're sitting at a boardroom table. There are five people there. Heart mind, body, and soul. Heart, mind, body, and soul. Well, that's four, not five. (laughs) Okay. Picture it. And you're an observer. Okay. You're the fifth. Who's been making all the decisions? Who is sitting at the head of the table, making all the decisions, doing all the talking? And what's happening when this person's doing all the talking? Is everyone just listening? Is it getting away with anything? No matter how mean or cruel, believing it. Like when I picture my boardroom table in of the past, of the past, Karen, my brain is sitting at the head of the table and the brain's not the boss, right? We're all co-workers here on the same mission. 
But brain has taken upon itself, or also heart, body, and soul have also allowed it to just take full control of the meeting. It just talks on and on, tells us all the no's, tells us why it can't work, tells us all the doom and dread of what will happen in the future, tells us what it thinks other people are thinking, what other people are saying. It judges so hardcore. Like the brain thinks they know it all, but it's because heart, body, and soul have been letting it and has been building up brain's confidence all this time. And we've just handed over the reins to brain. But since going through this transformation of rebelling my brain, taking my power back from my brain, who's in charge now? My soul. I would call, well, I learned this from Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra says the soul and the spirit are the consciousness, are your awareness. So now soul, spirit, consciousness, awareness, whatever you want to call that part of you, the observer part of you is at the head of the table. And says, hey, brain, what's your input for today on this problem? Thank you. Heart, what are your feelings about it? Body, are we physically ready for this? Have we had enough rest? Are we hydrated enough? How do we feel physically strong? Can we, do we have the endurance for this? Instead of brain taking control before, it was just saying, no, 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 no. I said, no, 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 no. And then soul saying, yeah, 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 yeah. What is happening? And it, you know, it's a little bit of a power struggle at the boardroom table when soul starts to take over. Brain is not happy about it. And heart and body are kind of like, yo, what? It just kind of depends on, you know, what takes authority in terms of your choices, your decision making. I'm personally used to be very brain. I didn't realize my soul was urging my brain. I didn't realize that my heart was urging my brain. I didn't know that body was urging my brain, but brain just wasn't fully listening to them. And now that brain is still part of the team. It's like saying, hey, brain, you know, you do an awesome job at problem solving, bringing in different perspectives. Brain, you do an amazing job at regulating body, making sure that the heart is still beating, that lungs are still expanding and breathing. But hey, brain, you don't know what it's like to leave a job. Hey, brain, you don't know what it's like to write from your heart. Hey, brain, you don't know what it's like to actually talk your child through something really hard. Hey, brain, you don't know what it's like to talk to your partner or your friends about something really vulnerable. Brain, anything that's risky, you need to sit back and chill. And all of this is very habitual. Like think about when you are on a team and someone is very used to taking control and being in power. Breaking that habit, breaking that pattern is tough. And there's going to be a lot of conflict and tension and discomfort. But guess what? It's all inside you. It's your own boardroom table. No one has to see it or be in charge of it. It's all you. So what is it like to become co-workers and friends with your brain and see what it's like to treat your heart and body that way so that you're all working towards the same mission. Everybody, we have they have their own jobs. They have their great strengths, right? They have their shortcomings also. Hello, brain, heart, body, but soul, soul knows. So when you're choosing different, how do you know it's self-sabotage? 
Because brain's going to bring that up. Brain's going to say, oh, you're just self sab You're just sabotaging us. You're sabotaging the goal. We should stick to what we already know. We should stick to what we've already done. We should stick to what most people in the world do. Say, for example, you're holding out for that dream job because you don't want to choose based on fear anymore. You want to decide on something that you love and something you deserve. But brain's like, uh-uh, no, that's not our past pattern. Our past pattern has been you get work, we're scared, so we have to not be scared anymore. And the work, no matter what it is, will help us not be scared. But you're choosing different, and that's hard. It's scary. But is it sabotage? Is holding out for your for something you love sabotage? Here's another example. Perhaps taking care of yourself first is something you want to get your whole internal team on board because you have decided you love the people in your life so much and the communities you serve, the work that you want to do. And in order to do that, you want to be at your best. Heck, maybe it's not even for them. You just want to be at your best for you and that being okay. But ooh, brain, brain doesn't like that. Brain's like, nah, nah, we gotta, we gotta keep working. We gotta keep pushing ourselves. So brain, brain doesn't like it when you put yourself first, right? Or how about this? Creating without editing because you want to let your ideas see the light of day. You want to give them a living chance instead of holding them so close, protecting and suffocating them. And brain's like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't think that's a good idea. These, these ideas aren't fleshed out enough. They haven't been perfected enough. You still are not that clear. You still don't know, like, what's your research saying? Have other people proved that this is a fact? Like, brain just has all the reasons not to let out something raw and vulnerable and meaningful to you. Hey, brain is going to be doing a lot of mental gymnastics as you're rebelling against it. And brain doesn't like it. It's just kind of like, well... Brain has been kind of created by society and cultural norms. Brain internalized a lot of things that it learned because brain is really good at learning. Brain, you're really good at that job. And in a way, like rebelling against your brain is rebelling against that internal system. That internal system is on the outside too. It was influenced by the external system. So just here, like this rebelling your brain is an act of innervism. It's not activism on the outside, social, like whatever you're fighting for, social justice, racial equity. I don't know all the big words for it right off the top of my head. Fighting the patriarchy, bringing like all the things that aren't working in our society today. But our dear brain has also internalized it and has learned it and has believed it to be true and to be right. And so rebelling against our brain, actually, I think it will make it easier to rebel against the outside. Let me know what you think about this. My brain is really not happy with me right now because I'm talking with you (laughs) about it. (laughs) And I'm talking with you freely without editing it, without really... I've basically told brain to sit down and heart and soul are going to have a chance to talk. Brain didn't like that today. But let me know. Send me an email at karen 
at karenchoi.co. Let me know your thoughts. Or if you feel more comfortable on Instagram, send me a DM there at karenchoi.co. Or, hey, did you hear? I have started the love letter finally for the Secret Muse Society, and it's called Muse in the Middle. And it's a newsletter that meets you where you are, meets myself where I am. And if we are in the same place, if I catch you where you are, I would love to hold that space. It's a place where we can grow this community and come together and start having more conversation, get each other's comments and thoughts. can happen on the newsletter. It can happen on Instagram, but I'd really love to know what you're thinking. What is your brain saying? What's your soul saying? What's your heart saying? Rebel your brain. That's it for me this week. Dear Muse, thank you for tuning in again, and we'll see you next time. Stay true. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold. <laughs>